You've tuned into the Billion Podcast for the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States, November 22nd, 2020. This is episode 172. From that slightly frigid city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And fully entrenched in my soft shell jacket, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, hey, guess what? We are not looking at a computer screen or recording via Zoom. We're live together, distant, of course. You are listening to the Bellingham Podcast. Well, Chris, I am uh, thoroughly cold. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's, uh, boy, Jack Frost is firing up that cold machine, and I am not happy to uh, see the temperatures drop, as well as the amount of time that we uh, actually get light uh, around this area in, in this 49th parallel. Uh, 48 degrees north, 122 degrees west. For, in, in that geographical area, <laughs> um, we don't get a huge amount of sunlight around this time of year. Yeah, no, it's almost oh dark 30 um, at 4 o'clock uh, every day. So, yeah. And, and that's in the northern hemisphere this time of year. But in the southern, southern hemisphere... hemisphere yeah, so uh, this is kind of a fun bit. So every so often, I, I mean, w- w- after 172 episodes, I think everybody knows that I, I, I do gather some analytics on the show. And even though we are the Bellingham podcast, uh, we're bad. We're worldwide. Yes. And uh, this is where this uh, longtime listeners of, of the show will know this joke about we're big in Sri Lanka. Because we had some listeners from Sri Lanka tuning into our show in the analytics that you dug up one time. And hello, Sri Lanka, for uh, those of you still listening. We still miss you, Sri Lanka. Yes. So uh, we were appreciate all of our listeners worldwide. And uh, lo and behold, my analytics uh, pinged me that we had a sudden surge of listeners that we rose in the charts of uh, the travel podcast sphere in Peru. We're number five in the, the charts of Peru. So hi, Peru. Hello, Peru. Thank you so much for listening to the Bellingham podcast. We love you. And uh, we hope that you would be able to uh, come up and visit sometime. We have a, a restaurant in town yes. that has amazing uh, Peruvian food should you be traveling to the northern hemisphere and want to have some of your uh, native cuisine. Cafe Roomba on State Street. Yeah, I love me a Cafe Roomba. But anyway, uh, it was really curious how travel and society Society and culture, culture. We're, we're in like the top 20 <laughs> yeah. in Peru. So that was just really, really cute. <laughs> yeah. Sup, Peru. So speaking of uh, talking uh, worldwide, uh, you've been making the, the the circuit when it comes to interview and interviewees. Uh, you were on another show again. Yep. Uh, I had a great opportunity to be on the Walk'em Dads podcast a while ago. And just recently, I was a guest on the KGMI Watcom Business Report with Meg Weber. And we What's had, up, Meg? <laughs> hey, Meg. Uh, we had a fine conversation, a fun conversation, uh, talking about the intersection between technology work from home and work-life balance, that whole amazing Venn diagram on how one can navigate that. That's not a Venn diagram. That's a that's a Powell diagram. That's basically a picture of you. If you were to doodle those <laughs> Venn diagrams, your face magically appear. Well, sometimes we want that face to magically appear. Other times we just want to hear the darn voice. Uh, anyway, had some really great uh, discussion uh, ideas, uh, ideas for Christmas gifts, ideas for how to handle the fatigue that you're getting with looking at screens all day. This may be a recurring theme in this show. I was going to say, wait, are we talking about our show or the interview you gave? I'm confused. Uh, well, I, I guess I kind of have some talking points in general. But uh, anyway, that airs Sunday at 8 a.m. on KGMI radio. And there will probably be a link to a podcast in the near future when it shows up. And I think they have archives of their shows on SoundCloud, if I recall correctly. So uh, plenty of chances to hear my wonderful face made for radio voice uh, in the near future on KGMI. Thank you for the opportunity, Meg. 
Cool. So let's dovetail into uh, some of the topics that we're going to talk about, which is, you know, the intersecting of, um, you know, talking about local and technology and being away from screens. Exactly. I got a riddle for you, AJ. Oh, I love riddles. Uh, What is a a two-word holiday that has a color in it and has a day of the week? Um, Locals Tuesday? It could very well be in some uh, countries. But no, I'm talking about Black Friday. Uh Oh, that's not a holiday. You tricked me up, Sphinx. In the words of last week tonight, why is this still a thing? I don't know why this is a thing. Why do we have not just the day after Thanksgiving still bombarded by all of the marketing, advertising, retail companies, getting us, coercing us, holding a figurative gun to our heads to get us to go shop uh, the day after Thanksgiving? Why do they have this designated as an annual tradition? Especially in in this online era. Now, I will say, and this is where our show is taking it, uh, kind of taking a a hook in this, to support our local during the Black Friday edge, you know, it doesn't have to be on that day. I think especially because the pandemic is imperative, like to support your local business first. And I do know that there are several local businesses that are trying to, you know, safely and security because um, uh, at the time of the last show that we recorded, Jay Inslee announced the new restrictions with regards to the pandemic. Hi, Gov. What's up? What's up, Governor Inslee? So, the the our local businesses, I, I think taking taking Black Friday black friday cyber monday locals tuesday whatever and supporting your local economy first here in bellingham or wherever you listen to us whether it's you know on camry 102.3 fm oh that community powered uh radio station also streaming worldwide on kmre.org well yeah full disclosure we're on there too yes so, saturdays at 3 p.m by the way i love i love saturdays at 3 p.m um so as you're out uh, around 3 p.m on saturday be sure to listen to our show and and you know take a look at some of these local joints that are you know in in times of need um some of these places here locally they are doing curbside pickups so you can order online you know social distance because you know governor inslee some places can only be have at like 25 percent uh occupancy yeah and at least until december 14th was the right, mandate right so we've got a few weeks to all persevere together yeah we'll see how things turn out in mid-december when everyone does their christmas shopping anyway, anyway yeah right so anyway one one uh local area regional business that both aj and i are fans of is recreational equipment incorporated i believe the rei rei that's right they have a beautiful uh business mindset when it comes to thanksgiving and the day after mm-hmm. uh they use hashtag opt outside yep and this, this is something that i've plugged pretty much every episode since i found out about this hashtag uh it, you know full disclosures i am captain get out and so for the hashtag opt outside i pretty much have every black friday since this hashtag yeah rei does a really uh, i mean aj and i both approve of this business decision that they're making by giving their employees their staff of the stores around the region nation whatever have you uh thanksgiving off Mm -hmm. and the and the day after thanksgiving off they're closed on friday they don't want you to shop just go outside go out on a walk go to a park if you're like me hit a mountain just go and they're walking that that is what their whole business is about so they want you you know to take their equipment and apparel and go outside to learn more about this uh initiative that i that we wish more businesses would have we got a link to it in the show notes and for the love of greg the hammer valentine drink. drink and so while you're going outside 
what better place? And if it turns out that you're going to go to a business or a retail company on that day or that weekend, why not go to a local one here in Bellingham in the Fairhaven district? My favorite bookstore in town. I can't speak for you, AJ. Oh, they are. They are. But Village Books uh, in the in the Fairhaven district. I got an idea, ladies and gentlemen, for a gift idea. Ooh. Uh, you heard it here first. Now, I am deeming 2021. I'm designating 2021 as the year of hashtag analog life. I, as the analog explorer, endorse this message. And by analog life, I mean, let's get away from the screens. It's part, we are so fatigued, so drained from looking into the computer monitor, into our phone screen, into our tablet screen, maybe into the TV screen. Let's focus our eyes on something different. And by different, I'm meaning in Village Books, they have a wonderful selection of journaling notebooks. Yep. And also decent high quality pens available as well. Not the BIC 10 for a buck that you normally find in your um, office big box store. Which if that's all you can afford, okay, that's fine. Totally understandable. But here's an idea. If you have the shekels and the budget available to take care of your special someone or a family member or a colleague or something like that, take a look at some of the notebooks, journaling notebooks they might have that fit the personality of the person you are giving the gift to, and also maybe pick up a pen. Here's a way for you to be able to encourage them to write their experiences, write their feelings and how they're dealing with things, write down their rants, come up with to-do lists, write the things down instead of using an app and getting thumb cramps by pounding the glass keyboard on your phone or on the keyboards on your desktop, laptop, whatever. Yeah. Or having them just go to the the social networks of doom and, you know, going on a tirade just to you know, have people tear them down or whatever. Like the thing is, and we mentioned this on on the show, like at the early days of the pandemic, when we were the quarantine chronicle series, you know, this is an interesting time. And I think it's going to be interesting to see where people document this, this era, you know, and yes, there are social networks and stuff, whatever. But again, for what reason? Like how, how are you personally processing and, and documenting this, this time that is, you know, once in a century, sure. dare I say? Uh, hopefully it'll hopefully. be once in a century. Yeah, we're hoping. So, uh, but also uh, way back in the double-digit days, perhaps. Might uh, have been. Or, yeah, way back in the Wayback Machine, we did a little bit of a partnership with uh, another company associated with Village Books for the audio side of life. Yeah, yeah. So so the thing that's, that was cool and, you know, as Chris said, full disclosures, we, we did do a sponsorship with Libro.fm back in the day. They don't know that I'm doing this bit. This is not sponsored, but because of the NAS project that I've been doing, um, I've been trying to get all of my audio in one place and stuff. And there's that other bigger audiobook behemoth behemoth that sponsors podcasts that does not sponsor this one. Yeah. Um, uh, that does proprietary AAS uh, extensions on their their audiobooks. And uh, luckily, because some of my audiobooks are in Libro.fm, they're all just MP3s, which helps me out with my workflow that I'm doing, centralizing everything. But as I was doing that, I, I noticed that Libro.fm just uh, uh, put out a new update to their app. A lot of new features, a lot better look and feel. Um, I think they're doing like it, it just it's just a whole different experience than when you and I uh, did that partnership with yes. them. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted to plug them because in this holiday season, let's say you're uncomfortable, even at 25 percent uh, capacity going to something like Village Books. Totally understandable. You know, you and you don't want to do curbside because you want to do an audiobook. Cool. 
a full digital workflow that still supports our, our local economy here in, in Bellingham is buying through Libro.fm, a audiobook, and part of that uh, purchase benefits Village Books. And if you're not in the Bellingham area, take a look at Libro.fm because they partner with a lot of independent bookstores. And wherever you're at worldwide, they probably have a partnership with uh, a, a local bookshop uh, near you. So. As you're thinking about buying local, there's a great company to consider. Bingo. Along the lines of buying local, um, you don't have to go there on Friday after Thanksgiving. But sometime in this uh, upcoming Christmas holiday shopping season, yes, it's an annual thing that we all have to uh, buckle up for. Head north on Meridian Street towards towards Linden. Uh, if you can avoid the retail district, good on you. But as you get out of Bellingham and are heading towards Linden on Meridian Street, you're going to see on your right-hand side. East. East, right. <laughs> Is that starboard? Yeah, I think starboard. so. Uh, Bellwood Farms which is normally, uh, you know, the, the source for apples, apple cider and other drinks. Cause they have, Gin! A, yes, cause they have a distillery there's in, in house as well. And they have great tours too. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed on Bellwood, Acre, uh, Bellwood farms, it used to be Bellwood acres. I believe if you go to Bellwood farms, website, they have in their shopping online, uh, zone hand sanitizers. Huh. Now, that now as you're, as you're picturing hand sanitizers, you're thinking the dollar, two dollar little travel bottles that you have in your car or in your purse or in wherever that you use after you've been to a retail establishment or something. They have custom hand sanitizers where they'll distill apples, kind of like for their drinks. That they're, Gin! Like that, yes. Or what they do is they do a little splash of citrus, and now you've got a very curated high quality custom Local. hand sanitizer. What a wonderful, unique gift that mm -hmm. probably will be used to buy the gift uh, givee. Probably by the end of December. I could imagine so. <laughs> so check out Bellwood Farms uh, to see about some custom hand sanitizer or- Gin! Nah, that's right. <laughs> what else you got there, JJ? <laughs> so speaking of herbal infused drinks- Oh, I was. Why don't you talk more about it? <laughs> I'm talking about tea. <laughs> of course, with a capital T that rhymes with tea. So uh, here locally in Bellingham, we have Wonderland Teas. Uh, I think they're off of Holly and Railroad. Yeah, it's a left ventricle of uh, downtown Bellingham. And uh, I, I just really like them at, at, for their teas. They, there's a, a wonderful, wonderful woman there that makes some some actual locally harvest tea infusions, but also imports um, from other places. So if you're looking for your oolongs, your salons, you know, they, she, she has a wonderful selection. Um, take a look at Wonderland Teas or again, like if you if you're and this is semi local, I say pro proxy local. Um, you may remember, dear longtime listeners of the show, that uh, Captain Minimal and Captain Get Out got on a, pl a train and we headed north to our wonderful friends up north in YVR. And we went to Granville Island and we checked out this place called Granville Island uh, Tea Company. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a, a stock uh, like shelves high i dare i say a 20 foot uh display of tea uh containers that you can get your, your custom powder uh, not custom powder uh custom loose leaf yep uh in in a baggie yep to 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 put in your uh tea uh mug of choice imagine if you would a canadian apothecary full of tea I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm being minimal in my description. Yeah. Good for you. So anyway, Granville Island. Um, so fun fact, right before there was a pandemic, I had made a huge order because um, my mother-in-law got us a gift certificate online. And so I made a huge order of tea 
and had it delivered. Uh, it was a little bit for shipping because we're, on, you know, here in the United States. But um, I just wanted to throw that out, dear listener. If you wanted something proximal local um, to our neighbors to the north, Granville Island uh, does deliver to the U.S. And they do have gift certificates. And I appreciated this huge bounty of tea that was delivered right before the pandemic. And that might be a good gift for somebody you know in your life. Yeah. Granville Island Tea Company. Uh, just give it a web search for it and you should be able to do that. But, uh, you know, AJ, let's back the DeLorean up. Great Scott! It's heavy. Uh, let's go back one day to the actual Thanksgiving holiday. Now, I'm getting tired of this idiom that is being overused that we are living in unique times. Th- this is going to be a unique Thanksgiving based on a multitude of things. Yeah, that we don't need to go into because you've already been bombarded with the news headlines about it already. However, if you're looking for something different this Thanksgiving holiday, let's go alt Thanksgiving. I like alt Thanksgiving. Uh, it's it's a, it's a new thing, I and mean, we you heard it here first. There is a wonderful uh, website delivery service here in Whatcom County that you might want to consider, AJ. So so, and I have to I have to attribute this one to the unofficial. Uh, uh, captain of our food desk here at the Bellingham Podcast, my wife. Lieutenant Foodie. Lieutenant Foodie. <laughs> That's right. So uh, she she found this out. And what's great about this service, it's called Small Food Drop. They source from uh, local Whatcom and Skagit area farms and farmers to deliver. Uh, and this was pre-pandemic. This this business model was created. Um, local farm fresh meats and, and, and uh, excellent maple syrups and flour. Uh, we'll get to that bit in a little bit. Um, smallfooddrop.com and they deliver all of it to your door. So for instance, in my family, because we cannot get a big pork and turkey because of allergies, um, we actually source from small food drop from our local um, uh, farms that raise rabbit. So we actually have rabbit for our Thanksgiving. Nice. And it's tasty. You can also get sausages and, and stuff um, sourced straight from the farm. How fast do you think you could get a farm fresh rabbit to your door, Chris, if well, I told you that? Uh, for Whatcom County, I would imagine if you do like non-Amazon Prime is usually five to seven days uh, delivery time. <laughs> How about a couple of hours, bro? What? Yes. So true story. And I, I was I was, I was was gobsmacked because this is the fastest they ever delivered. So literally my wife put in an order for our rabbit and our goods that we're going to be doing for Thanksgiving uh, on Tuesday, like at four o'clock. And I kid you not, Chris, by like six o'clock, there was a knock at the door and I was kind of concerned. I was like, oh, maybe it's our neighbors. No, very fine gentleman masked up and PPE'd up with a nice box that he sat on my, 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 my doorstep. And he wanted to make sure that there was somebody home. It was already packed with cool stuff, you know, cooler stuff anyway. So it, it would have stayed cold and it's, you know, four degrees Celsius outside right now, folks. Um, but that was how fast it was like two hours, uh, soup to nuts. It was crazy fast. And I would imagine uh, your mileage may vary in delivery times. Of course. However, that's almost like Wiley Coyote Acme delivery uh, time, record time stuff. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was great. So I I can't recommend them enough. If you're in the Wacom and Skagit area, take a look at Small Food Drop. Yes, you know, time may vary. See store See online store? Yeah. See farm see farm for details. There you go. But uh, I like them. For a non-traditional Thanksgiving meal. Uh, After that, Thanksgiving meal, whenever, whomever may be with you or however you you may be spending it, if you're with others, why not consider instead of watching television, which has always been the tradition, if there's a football game on or other things like that, this is a non-traditional Thanksgiving I can, I can imagine coming up. Why don't you get back into playing board games or card games? 
uh, let's get back into oh analog life where you not looking at a screen when you're playing the game, but actually looking across a table from your opponent. Wait, wait, wait. you're not going to play Jackbox online because no. the Jackbox. Everybody's doing the Jackbox online, I've, like I've, over Zoom. The Jackbox. No, dude, I'm old. Okay. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> so, got a couple ideas for board games if you and card games if you haven't uh, been aware. I've got some friends that are really fans of a game called Munchkin. Yeah, I've played Munchkin, and uh, and I've always been a, a fan of Exploding Cats. It's That's a, always a fun it's one. A clever game. Uh, you know, game, but if you have little kiddos, uh, consider Sleeping Queens. Now, this one I didn't know. Exploding Cats was done by the Oatmeal, if I recall. Yes. Um, what's Sleeping Queens? Sleeping Queens is a, a card game that you have a number of queens that are dealt face down, and they have point values associated with them, and you decide on, you know, depending on how long you want to play the game. Sure. Uh, first one to this many points wins and each queen has a different point value there are dragons in the deck that you get that can capture the queen and knights that can slay the dragon to save the queen there's potions that put the queen to sleep where you have to turn the queen back to the face down poof deck exactly all all of the onomatopoeia that aj is currently distracting me with that is possible in this game where uh kiddos of all ages could enjoy it uh and it's a very small uh, packaging, so therefore it might be a pretty good stocking stuffer. I think you've given me an idea this year, Chris. There you go. Uh, and then, you know, the, the couple ideas for that. You had some card games as well. I did, I did. So the there's two that I'm going to throw out. One's a card game. It's a smaller card game, like physically. The cards are super small because you're building a timeline. And that's the name of the game. It's Timeline. Cool. So, the, and this is a great game for like maybe maybe six-year-olds and up because it's a great way to learn your history without doing the whole like Ferris Bueller Bueller in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean. No, this is a lot more dynamic and fun because you have to guess. You're basically wagering like you have your card and you have to figure now, did ham radio come before or after the telegraph? Huh? Well, if you went to the Spark Museum, you'd probably know that answer. So if <laughs> Spark Museum in <laughs> Bellingham, Washington. Shout out to is. the Spark Museum. That's right. So and so you're building this timeline and you're competing to get the your just your your date correct within the timeline and as the timeline grows you have to figure out now did forks come before or after a car hmm interesting mm. so as it as you get more points on the timeline it gets a lot harder but it's a great way to realize when things got created i mean way back chris like you know when did papyrus get used for scrolls was that before or after the fall of the roman empire I, dude, I my brain is fried right now after this week of work. I can't. Uh, but on a trip to Van Kick, if you can eat turkey, yo, you could play this and trade trip to Van uh, timeline right there. Great sell job. So the other one that I have is just stupid fun, and my brother in law got it for us uh, for my my little uh, last Christmas, and it's called Draftosaurs. And if you like, like, you know, um, uh, pick any of the drafts, whether it's like NFL draft or or NBA draft or whatever. Imagine that, but for dinosaurs for your own little park. That works. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's like that movie that oh, probably we shouldn't mention by Universal that involved dinosaurs in a park that run amok, and it's a huge franchise. This, this one's a lot tamer, though. It is totally tame. It is totally like my my four year old loves playing it, and basically you have this um, you have these wooden pieces that are dinosaurs, and you have to based off the roll of the dice draft your dinosaurs in certain parts of the park to build the best park, and whoever has the best park in points wins it's stupid fun chris very and, cool and and there's like parasaurolophuses and 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 stagosaurs and and tyrannosaurs and all the sores 
all the sores. All the sores. For the for the dinosaurs. Yes. Very cool. All right. So we got a we got our post meal game. Yep. And we got our pre meal game, which is the meal, I guess. Yes, <laughs> that, that works. Um but the next day following, you know, on Black Friday, you got the leftovers depending on if you have the traditional turkey dinner, stuff like that. And what better way to have those leftovers with a sandwich? Yes. But you have a non-traditional way of making bread. Yeah. So this is actually kind of a, a follow-up. So several episodes back, I went into this adventure. No, not because I'm bored during the pandemic and I'm trying to do my artisanal sourdoughs. No, I bet, bought a bread maker out of function and I got a really good deal. And quite frankly, the pandemic has not been great for my family with our food allergies. Uh, stocks were limited, the bread that's available on the shelves, my son can't eat. And so I had to, I had to fend for ourselves. I had to make bread. Bread making is time consuming because you have to knead it and you have to do the rises and the proofs and stuff. And a bread machine just made a lot of more fiscal sense. And I wanted to see how long it would take me to, to get it. As of the recording of this episode, we have broken even and now making quote unquote as a family making money because I don't have to buy bread. I just have to buy flour, say from small food drop. No, that's not uh, an endorsement. They haven't given us any money. Just a shameless plug. I like it. But you've ordered it from them yeah. and they are gluten-free or No, 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 no. Gluten isn't the problem. It's just uh, I, they have really taste. Like if you want to make really good bread, folks, get decent yeast and really tasty local, if you can, flour. Ah. It makes all the difference. And so um, I, I believe the the flour that I get is out of Skagit. There's a few that I get out of Skagit, actually. Fairhaven Mills, I think I mentioned them on a previous sure. episode. And then um, a new one that my wife just ordered, so forgive me, I might get them wrong. It's called, I think it's Stone's Throw, or maybe that's the brewery. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> anyway, get local flour, yo. And uh, so anyway, I made, uh, I've, I've leveled up my game where I can make a really good loaf out of uh, out of my machine. You might see it on your doorstep for a holiday gift podcast partner in crime. I think that would be a great Christmas gift if you got the talent and you happen to have a bread maker. Yeah. What a great way to be able to give someone a tasty treat as opposed to a thing yeah. that they may or may not appreciate. So my most recent endeavor is I now make raw dough out of the the machine and then I bake it myself in my oven. So I, I don't have to go through the whole kneading and proofing phase. Um, the most recent one that I did, which is very applicable to those of us around the Salish Sea, it is loaded in kelp and dulles. No, it is not here from our Salish Sea because I ordered it several episodes back and I used the last bits of it from a very fine fella out of uh, uh, Northern Ireland named Graham. He's the owner proprietor of the Peninsula Kelp Company. And Peninsula Kelp Co., like, they order, you can order it and they ship worldwide. And this is a family owned business over there in, the, in Northern Ireland. Take a look at them. This loaf that I made is great. My son calls it octonaut bread. Of, of course he would. Yeah. So like you, especially if you have littles and you want to introduce more iodine in your, your diet, kelp as uh, Graham actually sent me a DM before the show reminded me like, you know, that kelp is loaded in iodine. So what better way to get it in your diet? So I like kelp in general anyway, but, uh, yeah, pinch of rosemary, some kelp, some dulles, put it into your mixer, and boom, I made an artisanal bread, Chris. I think uh, in 2021, you're going to be uh, doing a little bit more of that, and a good on you. I look forward to, should you have the opportunity, to indulge uh, in some of that bread. That's non-traditional. Yeah. I'm digging it. This yeah. is totally cool. So, AJ, give me a cue. So, this next bit is, of course, our favorite bit. These picks are picked for you by AJ Barce and Chris Pell for your quality assurance. That's right. And so as I'm walking our dog in the morning uh, at O Dark 30 in the, in the pitch black, since we're getting far less 
uh, light as per usual. I listen to podcasts. Really? Well, when I'm on, when I'm out and about for about an hour. Or so, I thought you just made them. Uh, I do, but I'm all and I guest on them and I uh, listen to them. Shameless plugs. That's right. <laughs> but one podcast that I discovered uh, in, in that's fairly new is by the Electronic Frontier Foundation (EFF). Love the EFF. EFF.org is a nonprofit that is. That, no, it's not any kind of partisan political no. stuff. We don't do that on this show. However, the EFF is looking to have a more open internet to allow everyone to have access Correct. to uh, internet resources and information. Yep, and we we support that as technologists. And so they have a podcast entitled How to Fix the Internet. Perfect title <laughs> exactly. for them. And so for our fans overseas, such as in the UK, in Ireland, or, in, or in, in Spain. Oh, yeah, or in Peru. Peru, hello, Peru. Hey, we, Peru. Actually, we actually aren't aware about how fast your wireless mm, yeah. uh, or internet speed is. But if you're in the United States, you should really listen to episode two, which is, which is called, Why Does Your Internet Suck? <laughs> and I think this is a great indication of just how horrible our internet infrastructure is for various reasons. We could go do another complete show about why our internet sucks. They have actual noted experts talking about it instead of us two knuckleheads complaining about it. Check out the EFF's How to Fix the Internet podcast on your podcast app and check out episode two to learn a little bit more about what they're about. I dig it. And hey, I dig the EFF. Absolutely. AJ. So um, my, my, my quality assurance actually is because, you know, I've, I've got a Baltic watch that I, I spent my own money on. You know, this is not a paid endorsement. Um, but uh, Baltic Watches is a company I mentioned um, uh, when I got my Baltic Bronze. They're a French-based company, and typically they use um, affordable, really great move, uh, mechanical movements, automatic movements out of Japan made by Miyota. And um, they've been teasing for several weeks, Chris, their first Swiss-made movement watch. All righty then. And they're teasing it with uh, a fourth hand, which means it's a GMT watch in their aquascaf um, form factor. Well, anyway, I've actually seen a, uh, through a picture of what the, it looks like, and it looks killer. If you, have a, if you have anybody in your family that's a watch aficionado like myself, or you just want to get a classic-looking timepieces, because bear in mind, Baltic kind of harbens from like the 30s, 40s era of design aesthetic. This, this one's going to look really killer, and it's going to have a high-performing, probably Etta, movement in it with a GMT hand. So when we can travel, you'll be able to track a, a, a second time zone on it. Look and take a look at Baltic. And it doesn't matter if it's Baltic. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of have a, a affinity for their design and what they're doing, but there's other independent watchmakers. Um, shout out to, to, to Nick over at Orion watches. He, yep. he went to the, uh, the Seattle uh, watchmaking school. And I'm, oh, I've been a longtime fan of him in the watch modding community. He's got a, a great calamity watch and also the Hellcat, but take a look. As you said, this 2021 is definitely going to be a harbinger of the analog society. And I think you should kick it off with a superb timepiece, whomever you source it from. Absolutely. And uh, along those lines, I'm getting cold yeah. because uh, as we're recording this, we are outside. And boy, howdy, it's getting chilly and my fingers are getting fused to the microphone stand. So, AJ, let's stick a fork in the show. Okay. You didn't go with the tuning fork, the Accutron show? Like no, my brain is fried from this week of work. <laughs> Wrap it up, dude. <laughs> that wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us. What's up, Peru? Wherever you like to get your podcasts. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us terrestrially on KMRE 102.3 FM. They are community powered and streaming all over the darn internet at kmre.org and they are airing our show 
on the Pacific time zone, Saturdays at 3 p.m. So if you're in the Whatcom County, Bellingham area and are around the signal, tune in. We'd love to hear you uh, take part in the show. Yep. And thank you so much for listening to us again from the probably four degrees Celsius city by the sailor sea. I am AJ Barce. And with uh, cold fingers, I am Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham podcast. Okay. It's O Dark 30. It's raining. Let's go home. Yeah. I'm, I'm right behind you. Let's go. Bye.